0: Through the pandemic, grief, financial hardship, challenging family dynamics, and so much more, this year has certainly been one of the most difficult in our lifetime. But through it all, we can still find joy in praising God and power in His Word. So Bishop Derek Greer and the Grace Church family invite you to join us for a New Year's Eve worship experience online, December 31st at 10.30 p.m. If 2020 caught you off guard, join us for a word from Bishop Greer that will empower and equip you so you are ready for 2021, no matter what it brings. Don't miss this special New Year's Eve worship and word experience. Visit GraceChurchVA.org or meet us over on our YouTube page at GraceChurchVA.tv. For more information, go to GraceChurchVA.org slash New Year. That's GraceChurchVA.org slash New Year. And we will see you on New Year's Eve as we power into 2021 together. We want to tell you about something new that we're really, really excited about. It's Live Big Magazine. Live Big Magazine
1: is a free quarterly magazine featuring premium articles from Derek Greer and other expert contributors. It's all designed to help you live bigger in key areas of your life such as faith, business, mental health, parenting, and a whole lot more. The good news is that it's absolutely free with no strings attached. we will even pay for shipping. All you have to do is go to DerekGreer.com slash magazine. That's DerekGreer.com slash magazine to claim your free subscription today. But
0: tomorrow can be bigger. Yeah. Just grow, let the word overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself You're created for greatness Live a life bigger than yourself
2: Live big Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit GraceChurchVA.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching.
1: The only cup we can use to drink from God's well is called faith. And faith in God changes everything, even our dry places, our wilderness places. Where he ends when faith begins. He said, "He who believes in me, does anyone believe in Jesus? I know I do." Then this next part is especially for you. He who believes in me, he who's willing, again, your faith is your cup, and be it unto you according to your faith, so that the measure of your faith will determine how much you receive. He who believes in me, and thank God, though, God has given us the measure of faith, so all of us, it's not really about getting more faith, it's about using the faith we all already have. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his what? Heart, God wants to put a new power source in your heart, in my heart, in everyone's heart that's viewing and listening today. This water is not to be found in a rock, under a rock, in a cactus or at the base of a cliff where you might find it in a desert. This is not where you find the water he is talking about. He says out of his heart, watch this, will flow rivers of living Water. What he's saying is if you believe in Jesus, he wants to turn your heart into a river. Some of the greatest rivers on the planet actually start from a small spring. And we must uh, uh, begin to progress in our faith. And thank God you've come to Jesus. Please notice there's two distinct things being discussed. He said, Come to me and I will give you. So come to Jesus get your sins forgiven, uh, get washed, become a new creation in Christ. But then he says, after you come to me, here's what's going to happen. He said, as the scripture says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And what he's saying is an internal available gush that the world hasn't given and the world cannot take away. He wants to put in each of our hearts. So no matter how hot the sun gets, how dry the place is, there's water and provision on the inside of us that can keep us in whatever situation we may find ourselves. He says out of his what heart, we don't have to go to geographical places anymore to receive from God. Uh, We don't have to go to Mecca, if you will. Uh, We don't have to go to Jerusalem, if you will. I'd like to go to Jerusalem, never been to Jerusalem, and I'm sure it would be a great experience, but I don't have to go there to receive from God. Why? Because out of his heart will flow what? Rivers of living water living water here is speaking of water that's not salty it's not brackish this is not the dead sea this, this is not water that that cannot sustain life this he's talking about water that is fresh water that is abundant he's talking about a river that's flowing and unending i want to take a, just a quick moment to look at three things rivers do just in general they did it back then and and they do it now and he uses uh This this analogy of a river to explain something of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to understand what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life, uh, just take a look at a river. OK, so let's look at some real basic things that that rivers do. Number one, rivers were sources of fresh water. So, you know, humans were, were two thirds uh, uh, water, you know, 60 percent water. Uh, and without water, what happens? We die. And, and nothing is softer. Nothing is more flexible than water, but nothing can resist it. And God wants to give us an indestructible inner life, an inexhaustible inner life. He wants to give you a a life that no matter what happens again on the outside, because you have it on the inside, that, you know, it can flow and impact your outside. You follow what, what Jesus is saying? It's like you don't have to look for the river. You can actually become The river, if you let God do this, the type of work he wants to do in your life. So number one, rivers, uh, are sources of fresh water. Number two, rivers are filled with life. Uh, rivers provide fish for, for, for eating, uh, waterways for travel, which is really, really important, and a place for meeting. Human life actually began on rivers. Now, when I was in school, they, they taught us that uh, life began in Mesopotamia, civilization began in Mesopotamia along the Euphrates. But when we look at the Bible, we actually see, I I think one of those rivers mentioned there is probably the Euphrates. There were four rivers. Uh, Rivers that came together into the Garden of Eden. So we still see the same thing, that life and culture and community and human life and living really began along rivers. You know, rivers are roads that move and carry us wherever we wish to go. Number three, as rivers, you know, as rivers make their way to the sea, they shape the features uh, of the earth that's around the river, and they distribute the salts and necessary nutrients to the land. So, you know, rivers are very, 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 very important. Matter of fact, to add, but, you know, we, I'll, I'll spend too much time in, in, in talking about uh, rivers and not getting back to the scriptures, but if we didn't have rivers, which are depressions in the earth, the land would actually overflow with the rain. But what happens is, um, because of rivers, when rain comes, the rivers swell. And we don't flood on dry land because of rivers. So rivers are very, 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 very necessary. I'm going to read a quote here. A river cuts through the rock and distributes its best, not because of its power, but because of its persistence. So what he's saying is out of us will come a river with with tremendous power, with tremendous persistence, that's even able to cut through rocky and hard Places if we let Jesus do what he wants to do in our lives. He said, Out of his heart will flow what? Rivers that are full of freshness, that are full of life, that, that are able to change everything in its path. Out of his what? Heart. Out of his what? Heart. Out of his government. Out of his 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 church. Now, good things are in the church, sometimes good things are in government. But where does the, the the source of the real change, the source of real life come from out of his what heart? You say, well, if I had a, a better marriage, I'd be happy out of his heart. The issue is not necessarily your marriage. The issue is your heart. Um, if, if you're happy on the inside, you could be happy no matter the situation. I could tell you about my week. Uh, my week was pretty intense. We we're, we're closing. Uh, on on a property. I have a board meeting on Friday. I have messages to prepare. I have contractors lying to me. I have all, I mean, I can go on and on and on. And, and my schedule is just uh, insane phone calls. I can't even answer at this moment, but you know, in the midst of it, I'm okay. Why? Because out of his heart shall flow. There's something on the inside of me that gives me strength. And it's more than a thing. And we're going to discover what that, that uh, person is in a moment. Out of his heart, not just my heart, though, but your heart, will flow rivers of living water. But verse 39, watch well, says He mentions the river, but this he spoke concerning the spirit. So, All Jesus said, it was pointing towards something. He was using something we know to explain something we might not know. He said, but he spoke of the river. And that whole analogy, that whole metaphor, that whole comparison was to give us some insight into what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. But as we saw, the first step to receiving the fullness of the Spirit is to come to Jesus. But after we come to the cross... God wants us to step into his flow. Thank God we've come to the well and we tapped into Jesus who, who, who is the, the well. But there's also a flow. There, there is also a, a, a spirit. And, and many of us, you know, we're sitting on the side of, 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 of the river with our swimming trunks on, our bathing suits on, kind of sticking our toes in the water. Every now and then we reach down and splash up a little bit. But God is saying he wants us to get in and launch into the deep. He doesn't just want us on the banks anymore. He's like, step into this river. This is where the action is. This is where the life is. But this river he just used to symbolize the Holy Spirit. He spoke concerning the Spirit. Again, he used the concept. I know I'm repeating myself, but he used the concept. Everyone understood. Everyone knew to explain the Holy Spirit who everyone needed to know. Better. So if your relationship with God is only ankle deep, I mean, you're only, you know, somewhat engaged. Um, you know, you're not where God wants you yet. Um, God wants us to, to launch out, as the Bible says, into the deep. One guy told this story and I, I want to read. He said, I asked God, why are you taking me through deep waters? He replied, because your enemies can't swim. And the reality is when you step into the life of the spirit, you get to a place the devil can't touch you. The devil uh, cannot reach into the Holy Spirit and impact you. And he might impact your body. He, he might try to impact your circumstances, but he will never touch that sealed spirit on the inside of you. That's very, 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 very important. So if you want to be safe, flow with the spirit, go with the spirit, listen to the Holy Spirit. Psalms 46 and 4. The psalmist says this. He says, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. Now, shall lets us know that he, he sees this in the future. And also we know he must see it in the future because Jerusalem has no river. It might have, you know, it has a few little tiny streams, but it has no, 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 no river. And by the way, Jerusalem is the city of God. But the, the singer here was awaiting Uh, That great day, actually Ezekiel talks about a little bit, when, when when a mighty river would flow from the temple itself. But when we look at our Bibles in the New Testament, we discover that actually we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And then he's saying, there is a river whose streams shall make what? Glad. Make what? Glad. Notice the purpose of the river was to make Glad. Now, like I said, I, I'm I'm having a really intense week, but under all, oh, there's, there's still a buoyancy. I'm, I'm still okay. I'm still getting it done. Why? Because there, there there is a river whose streams make what? Glad. There's something the world can't give to me, didn't give it to me. That only God gives to me that keeps my head up in the midst of whatever I might be facing. And there's something God wants to give to you. There's something God's made available to you that if you tap into it, it will help you keep your head up in the midst of just about any situation possible. He said, there is a river whose streams shall make what? Glad. If you're not happy, if you're depressed, if you're frustrated, what you need to do is abandon yourself and jump into the river. And sometimes when I feel overwhelmed, I say, you know what? Lord, I give this to you. I just trust. I jump into this. Lord, I thank you. You are good. You are faithful. Despite what's happening, Lord, I'm going to celebrate you and I'm just going to flow with you. And it's amazing how, again, he keeps me buoyant. He keeps me afloat as I abandon myself in the river of the living God. One more time. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. We are the city of God of God. If you're not happy with your walk with God, the city of God is wherever God's people are and wherever God is. So if you're in the city of God and you are not happy, it's because you haven't been drinking from the river And what God is saying, come down to the river. And he's also saying, stop playing church at the shallow end. Go into the deep where the fun is and and, and where the the bigger fish are, where where God has to keep you afloat. You know, we say, Holy Spirit, teach us. And and that's important. We say, you know, Holy Spirit, talk to me. And that's important. We say, Holy Spirit, comfort me. That's important. But we also need to say, Holy Spirit, move in me. You see, I'll never be, you'll never be a running river, just another stagnant pool, unless you let God move. And what we've done is we've kind of compartmentalized God and we made him an idea. We made him a God of principle. He is a God of principle. And principles are so, so very important. But the Holy Spirit is a person. And he wants, he's not an abstract force, he's a person and he wants to move, and he wants to transport life. He wants relationships to be be begun on the river. He wants us to fish in the river. He wants us to drink from the river. He wants the river to be the focal point of our lives. Jesus said it this way, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added. But Paul goes on and said, you know, what is the kingdom of God? He explains it. He said his righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And if we seek first the kingdom, we can't do that without a, a seeking a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. And my goal today is to continue to salt your, your appetite for the divine, for the Holy One. He is exciting. He is full. You know, uh, he's rich. He's he's abundant. And uh, lots of things in history go on down by the river. And God wants to, again, be that river so uh, he can bring action. Uh, not just uh, he does want to change our minds. That's so important. He wants to change our thinking. And the Holy Spirit does that. But he wants all that to show up in our actions. Uh, Faith without what works is what dead. Don't just be hearers, but be what doers. And the Holy Spirit helps us not only to hear, but to do that word. He said, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. One more passage, and I'm going to let you go for for the evening. This is Bible study, so it's okay that we're digging in. Verse 11, Jesus speaking. And you're going to be surprised at the end who Jesus is actually speaking about. I would say what, but it's really who if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? So basically what he's saying is the heavenly father is not trying to trick us. The heavenly father is not trying to harm us, not trying to embarrass us, not trying to hurt us, not trying to break our teeth or anything like that. A father wants to protect the child. A father wants to make sure Uh, A child gets the right resources and is put in the right relationships and the right schools. And we care about our kids and and right bed, all those things. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Of course not. No good parent would do that. He continues. You know, the first example was good enough, but he continues his third. Or if he asked for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? I mean, this would be child abuse. For for a child to be hungry and you to give him something that can harm him. If you then being evil, now this is where you folks get mad at me, but this is what Jesus teaches. Te- Jesus teaches people evil. I know you think people are basically good. Well, the devil's lied to you and people are not basically good. People need a savior. According to Jesus, all fathers, all parents, all people are evil. Uh, we have a bent toward selfishness, we have a bent toward pride, we have a bent sometimes toward self-destruction. Without God, we are a mess. Now, some of us are better messes than others, but we are still a mess. But Jesus looked at them and he said, if you being evil, as bad as y'all are, but you still know how to take care of your children, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would a good God, a God who is not evil, there's no shadow of turning in him, a God who loves you more than himself, so much so that he would send his only begotten son to die for you, a God that loves you so much that he has pursued you all the days of your life, trying to invite you to himself. How much more? So if you being evil would take care of your children, how much more would the heavenly father who has no evil in him, watch this, give you the Holy Spirit. What is Jesus talking about? He's saying you can't go to God earnestly asking for the Holy Spirit and God not give you exactly what you asked for. God is saying, listen, I give you my very well based on my integrity as a father. If you would reach out to me and if you would ask me for my spirit I will give you exactly, exactly, exactly what you ask for. Let's read it again. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit? Watch the caveat to those who ask him. This is a promise. The only reason we don't have more is because we don't ask for more. The only reason you don't have more is because you have not asked for more. And what God is saying is, ask me, ask me. I'm your daddy God. You know there's more to, to this Christian walk than, than than what you're experiencing. You know there's more to life than the way you're living. The Bible says you have not because you asked. If you just ask me and trust me to be a good father. I will fill you with my spirit to overflowing. I will have you step into the river and I will keep you safe. But you have to desire. Uh, Mark uh, chapter 11, 20 through 24 says, what things, soever you desire when you pray. It's important that we want these things. God's not going to just force them on us. It says, what things, soever we desire when we pray, believe we receive them and we shall have them. But you got to want it. And if you don't want it, it's like, okay, okay. You just keep going to the well and the well is good. The well will keep you alive. Jesus is, you know, out of him said, you know, to, to the woman at the well that God will create a well, uh, spring it up in, in her. So, you know, Jesus wants to be the well, but Jesus says, well, well, stop at the well, but I also want to take you to the river. And that river is deep. That river is wide. That river is full of, of exciting life. Jesus will be with you in the river. Jesus will take you to the river. But don't stay out of the river. And God is saying, if, if, if you want it, if you want more, just open up your heart
0: and your mouth and ask me.
1: Say, God, God I see what we say. I don't even care what Bishop says. I don't care about his opinion. I heard what Jesus said. Jesus said, if I ask, because you're a good father, you give it to me. So, Father, I ask for the fullness of your spirit. Fill me to overflowing. Father, I am open to everything the Holy Spirit has for my life.
2: This is the Live Big broadcast with Derek Greer. We pray that you were inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.
1: Hi, this is Derek Greer. I want to tell you about something new that I'm really excited about. It's Live Big Magazine, a free quarterly magazine featuring premium articles from myself and other expert contributors that help you live big in key areas of your life, such as faith business, mental health, parenting, and a whole lot more. The good news is that it's absolutely free with no strings attached. I'll even pay for shipping. All you have to do is go to DerekGreer.com slash magazine. That's DerekGreer.com slash magazine to claim your free subscription today.
0: Through the pandemic, grief, financial hardship, challenging family dynamics, and so much more, this year has certainly been one of the most difficult in our lifetime. But through it all, we can still find joy in praising God and power in His Word. So Bishop Derek Greer and the Grace Church family invite you to join us for a New Year's Eve worship experience online, December 31st at 10.30 p.m. If 2020 caught you off guard, join us for a word from Bishop Greer that will empower and equip you so you are ready for 2021, no matter what it brings. Don't miss this special New Year's Eve worship and word experience. Visit gracechurchva.org. Or meet us over on our YouTube page at Grace Church VA TV. For more information, go to GraceChurchVA.org slash New Year. That's GraceChurchVA.org slash New Year. And we will see you on New Year's Eve as we power into 2021 together.